Good evening. Welcome to the Magic Hour Show number 60. 60. All those uh, tens, factors of 10 are always pretty cool, Very right? cool. Right? I think they're a big deal. So congratulations on 60, everybody. We did it. We did it. It's August 16th here, 2016. Um, and I'm joined tonight Hello. by D. Fair. And back from an extended holiday, very glad to have him. We've missed him around these parts. Mr. Mikey Rollins, how are Doing you? Very good, well. Sir? What if we just... What if we just numbered Welcome our back. shows in tens? And so number one was ten, number two was twenty. Would this be our sixth show? Or would this be You never know. Maybe we're bluffing on no, I don't know. I wanted That's to make some joke teacher. about bluffing on iTunes. <laughs> Ryan's close, he's a science teacher. Math is so. a science. Well the the next show we <laughs> we could do we could do ex- exponential mm-hmm. increases, right? So next one could be three hundred. 60. Yeah. What if, what if it's quantum no, numbering it's and it's not exactly two and it's not exactly three? <laughs> we just yeah. pick whatever we want. Episode number 372 tonight. It's good to see you again, Mikey. What's been up with you? Where have you been? Been good. How been you good. Been? You know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, did a, uh, I, I spent my, my career as a Pokemon trainer in San Francisco nice. and it was fantastic. And since coming back from San Francisco, I have now sworn off pokemon go because now i feel it's a money suck uh i've got to the point because i live in the middle of nowhere and have three pokestops and everything's harder to catch that i now have to buy pokeballs and i am not going to do it but when i was in san francisco it was you know 15 pokestops on the walk to work and then i had three pokestops while I was sitting at the office, <laughs> and then I would walk back from work and hit all those pokey stops. So I never had any issues with uh, pokeballs. But yeah, so I, I did a short, short professional career as a Pokemon trainer in San Francisco before getting shipped back here to Houston, to where I was a uh, now back to real life. And Pokemon Go pro tip, man. Like you plan a trip downtown around when you run out of materials and then you just so, load up downtown it just doesn't feel as like like i you just like summed it up right there i have to go out of my way and i'm not guaranteed to always get all that stuff like i get like a million revives and i have to start throwing away like stacks and stacks of revives so that way i can take pokeballs in and like they give me like three per stop and then to catch like a ratata it's like eight balls and i'm just like yeah that's ridiculous yeah, it's like, and, and since I see, like, maybe, even, so, so, working downtown right now, I still only see four Pokestops, because I guess no one plays cool geolocation games in a working environment <laughs> in Houston, so it's uh, not as fun as it Houston, you be. have a so problem. I've, we do have a problem. We need more Pokestops. We should take that up. So you've retired your po- your retired Pokemon trainer already. You had some mm-hmm. glory, and now you're yep. done. I got my vapor on, and I uh, quit the game because that means I won. That's what yeah. you told me. That, that is what I told you. <laughs> you said I could quit right then. I was like, okay. I was like, I had a I leveled it up because D told me mine was super weak, and I got it up to like a sixteen hundred combat level, and uh, then I just you know, uninstalled the game, and then I started doing what everyone should do in Houston. Explore space. See that? I see that. Houston. Space. NASA. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, so I started playing uh, No Man's Sky. 
Okay. All right. I, I I am so interested in No Man's Sky. I want to play it. I obviously can't. But um, oh, dude, talk about it. Okay. So do you know how when you play Pokemon Go, you pull out your phone and you look around to find where Pokemon are on the map and where Pokestops are, and then you walk to that area and then you collect those items and then you start leveling up your Pokemon and then you put them to the Pokemon Meat Grinder. Imagine doing that in space, but to trees and uh flowers and crystals and i haven't really encountered too many animals that are actually like aggro on you but i've gotten a couple um and you do a lot of scanning it's kind of like if i was to sum it up in like three like game comparisons it would be metroid prime scanning plus minecraft's breakdown stuff for resources plus journey it's just kind of like this empty world. It's it's very interesting. It's really fun. I actually call it my chill game because like I'll sit down and I'll just start playing it. It's got an awesome soundtrack. I'll just walk around. I spent two hours just exploring a planet that had no wildlife on it. It's just beautiful, lush landscapes and some aliens. And I learned about thirty-five alien words by going from site to site and just exploring the realm. There, it was. It's very interesting. It's very chill. It's. I don't really know what to say. It's it's just kind of it's actually what I expected. Except it doesn't have a like a instance multiplayer component. So you're not but you're I not f- one of the disappointed masses. You're pretty much in. It's pretty much in line with what you wanted it to be, hoped it to be. It's everything I wanted it to be. I mean, the only thing that's I mean, I guess it's not everything. It's missing that one key factor because I was hoping to explore space with friends. But I mean, other than that, it's it's exactly what I expected. Uh, actually, it's, it's got some more things that I didn't expect. I didn't expect to have space combat. Um, that was actually really interesting. I was expecting for it to be, you know, very um, focused on exploration and not really having too much of a story and just kind of being like, hey, like we have, we developed a crazy amount of lush landscapes and you're not going to be able to see all of them pretty much ever, um, especially after expanding out on that map and how hard it is to make a multiple... Uh, Warp, is it warp fuel? Yeah, whatever. To record uh, warp cores, since I can't make enough warp cores to do more than uh, two jumps right now, uh, it's it's just amazing. It kind of blows my mind, and it's it's just really interesting, and it's been fun. So, what's the um, most yeah. crazy or interesting thing you've discovered in No Man's Sky, and what's the craziest name you've chosen to give something? So, I actually felt bad because I haven't been naming anything. I just turn... So, you get credits as you turn in. Like, you scan items and it tells you what it's called and you get some information about it. Um, You can turn those in and those become, I guess, its official name. And you get credits for it. So, I just pretty much go to the menu and I turn everything in as is because I just want all my credits. Uh, Craziest thing I've done? Uh, I landed my ship on a floating boulder that was on a planet above a giant... Uh, reserve of gold and because when you're mining stuff uh, the sentinels on the planet will sometimes go crazy and try to kill you and so what I did is I stayed on that rock so that way I could then shoot all of them as they were coming up towards me without doing it and then I mined like, a whole bunch of gold and I sold it for a bunch of money um I don't think I've done anything else like really great I went swimming I thought that was just kind of weird and crazy it was very like uh interesting to see because they have a temperature gauge in the lower left hand corner so when i would go into the water like seeing how like frosty that stuff was it was like wow like that's is that really water or is it like something totally different to have like you know negative 59 degrees celsius 
and still be a fluid. You know, like a some sort of like liquid hydrogen. So is No Man's Sky um, also teaching us the metric system here in America? Is, are, are temperatures in Celsius? Yeah, temperatures are in right. Celsius. We're, we're pushing that uh, Celsius. I, I forget what they use for actually steps. They have like a different, like how, how far you've gone. I forget what the, the metric is for that, that it's using. It's like something you, but, you know, it's made by them damn Europeans. So um, that, was, that was my inner Texan. Um, so... Oh, cool, Mikey. No. So, any, any, uh, you would recommend No Man's Sky to what, what kind of player? Like, I like, I like space combat sims. Is this game for, for me? No, pass on this okay. game. Do you like Terraria? I like Terraria. I like Terraria with like... friends, though. Yeah. Do you like playing Terraria or Minecraft by yourself? Without cheating? If I really want, if like I fired up Terraria a couple days ago because I just wanted to relax and just dig straight down and not really think about much else. There you go. If you if you dig that, then more power to you. I walked, I landed my ship on a planet, and as I got out, I looked one way and I was like, "Hey, there's a question mark that way." And I looked the other way and it's like, "There's a question mark that way." I'm gonna see how long I can go. Just look at these question marks, and I just started walking to the left for like two hours, and I would just stop every couple of feet and I'll scan everything and like hey there's a there's an alien artifact over here and I run over to that and I see it and it's like oh you just learned a word of this dialect I'm like super cool and then I'll run along and I'm like alright it's like uh, there's the question mark it was like a waypoint I'm like you can call your ship here and I was like eh it's like, I'll hold off a little bit longer and get to the next one and it's like oh there's not a place to call my ship and I'm kind of like man it's like I'm, I'm like re- resource hogging like crazy which I, you definitely shouldn't do in this game um, unless you just have a something you can turn these pieces into but I just feel so bad. Like, every time I find a new resource, I just want to hoard it like crazy, and there's no place to store it. Uh, and when you break down something, it just goes away. It's not like you just throw it on the ground, you come back and pick it up. It's like, no, it's like, if I want to get rid of that, like, 250 units of aluminum I have, uh, it just goes away. So I got to go and, like, take it and sell it. Pretty much anytime I mine something and I can't use it immediately, just, like, instant sell. Um, but, yeah, you can just sit there and just, I set, like, mini goals. I'm like, I'm going to go explore, like, this way, or I'm going to explore that way. And uh, kind of leave it at that and then just chill. And then if I get to do it all, it's awesome. If I don't, not a huge deal because I had fun and it has great music. You're not the first source I've heard call it a chill or meditative game. And, you know, as stressful as working and parenting can be, you know, that's good to have sometimes, right? Like, it's good. It, it, there's a place for it. It doesn't need to be all action all uh, the time. No, I like atmosphere games. And, and you never know. You might get on, like, a super hostile planet. Also, I mean, you're you're managing a lot of resources, too. So, like... Your life support, you have to recharge it. Your mining weapon, you have to charge it. If you've made a bolt caster, which actually changed the multi-tool into a gun, you got to recharge it. Uh, you get hurt super bad and you're about to die, you need to recharge your shield. you got to use you know, elements to recharge that. You need to you know, get off the planet with your ship. You need to recharge your thrusters. Like You want to warp, you need a warp core. You want to use your... Uh, I forgot the other thruster. There's like another like fuel you need. So like all this takes resources and each each one takes like a classification so it's like you know these take um no i'm forgetting uh they have like very like like these take oxides and these take isotopes uh and then they have everything broken down into colors that kind of uh simplify that so like you have plutonium and it's a um you know an isotope yeah and so you're having to then recharge your weapons with that and it's it's super interesting and lots of fun and uh I, I mean, it's super chill. It's It's got some deep stuff to it, but, it, I mean, it's kind of one of those games that 
you have to make your fun out of it. You know, it's not just going to spoon feed it to you, which I find is really interesting. And it's also like an interesting departure considering the last game that uh, Hello Games made was Joe Danger. And I love Joe Danger. I take it Joe Danger was action-packed. Joe Danger was Excite Bike. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, very different then. Yeah, HD Excite Bike with some comedy and and some fun in it. I I really, really, really liked Joe Danger. And if you haven't had a chance to play Joe Danger, I would definitely pick that up. And you can they even have an iPhone version. I think it's a free to play. All right. Which is which is totally in your uh price category. That is, absolutely. I'm able to buy I'm able to download free games. Just can't can't buy new ones. So M- Mikey, you landed your spaceship on a like a boulder full of gold in space. Uh, I was able to land a giant flying mecha on a weird little island that was balancing on the top of a rock in Xenoblade X last night because awesome. I finally got scale flight. Nice. D, you're playing Xenoblade too. So let, let's just quickly chat about this together. How much more progress have you uh, put into Xenoblade? Uh, let's see. I'm finished chapter 7. So and I'm just, I just need to level up two more levels before I can jump into chapter 8. Because I'm like, so you're scaling it too. So. What? You're scaling it too. I am scaling it, but not a flying scale, so. I decided I needed to get that as soon as possible, just because those areas in the world that I couldn't yet ping were driving me crazy. Right. And then I found out that I still can't ping them yet because my treasure skills aren't high enough. You know, you have to have certain levels of your what, blade skills. What's the highest treasure skill anyway level five level five okay and so i'm four mechanical and three everything else yeah i'm four mechanical and I'm, I'm up there on everything else but that five i think you actually have to do some sort of side mission to level up um two two five in your skill sets but xenoblade remains awesome still having a good time d i love seeing yeah. your character outside of my blade barracks every time i walk out now it's like there's oh, d okay. i can <laughs> i can hang out with i d. don't think i've seen you he doesn't really exist. I'm there, so I'm Ryan. I know so you're maybe, Ryan. I know. I've yeah. seen. I've seen. Like <laughs> I can look in my friends and see you there, but I haven't seen you hanging out in the barracks or anything. Weird. I wonder. I wonder what that. You're always in mine, and I can always scout. Scout D. Yeah, you're not in my barracks. You? You're. You're not. <laughs> you're not in my barracks. You're outside of my barracks. So maybe that's where I am. Outside of the barracks. Take a look. Like you... I saw Mikey there too. Mikey traded his game in. I saw Mikey with his big bouffant hair hairstyle hanging out. There. <laughs> oh man! Did you have my awesome hair. Anyway, D, what else have you been playing? <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter Generations again. Um, a little bit of Stardew Valley, and that's about it. You you, you got it. You got to keep farming. What? Gotta keep yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know, I see all these pictures on Reddit of these, like, perfectly neat OCD uh, farms, and I'm like, I need to do that. I'm like, it's winter. Let me get started on this. I think it's winter in mind. That's a great idea, because if you just wipe everything in winter, you'll be all right. Yeah. As long as you get done before spring. Because here I, here I was thinking I should start over to make I was thinking that, too, and I said, wait a farms. second, nah. So I was work. in the middle of fall. I'm like, no, I'll start this now. Well, cool, cool. I always, I always love hearing about Stardew, and makes me want to go play it again. And 
then I remember Xenoblade is <laughs> it's just still there, and I'm 80 hours into it, and I have to finish it. Um, but I've, I've I've also been playing Super Mario Maker with the kids. We each day we've had like a little level session. I make a quick level, and they play, or 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 not, and they just watch. And that's Wait, fun isn't your oldest whatever. kid three? Yeah. Oh, he he actually knows how to play. Cool. Well, that's she. She. The oldest sorry. is the, the older. It's okay. The older is is three. The the younger is is uh, the son is one and a half. Oh gosh, he's almost two. He'll be two in September. Okay. Yeah, um, that's why he's climbing wow. up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's climbing out of his crib and running up and down the hallway like a little monster. Um, but yeah, so so he'll he act, he can push the right button and go right. So I'll make levels that he just has to travel right in. Okay. And and she can kind of jump. Like so it. working on that. I do want to try playing Wooly World, Yoshi's Wooly World, in mellow mode with with my daughter, with a three year old. I think that would be maybe something fun to do. I saw a friend on the Miiverse did the same thing. So that's on my list of things to do here uh, for fun game related with the kids. Yeah, I, th- I think my daughter beat Epic Yarn at four. So I think Mellow Mode at three and a half should be fine, which is basically Epic uh, Kirby's Epic, or Epic Yarn. Just kind of float or, around, right? Like just sort of, yeah. That's, no, yeah. I don't even think anything can damage you, but you get to see the, the scenery and I, I would like to play something with her. I did have a multiplayer night with some friends. I finally played Castle Crashers, and if anybody else here has Castle Crashers, we should play some Castle Crashers. It's a I should check. Like, you know, two D cartoonish style beat 'em up type game. Um, I had never played it before, but I had heard about how fun it is, and you have little the 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 characters remind me of Monty Python like knights, like the knights from Monty Python, the way they're outfits look they're exaggerated and you have your skills and your you pick up your your loot and you fight interesting bosses uh, mm-hmm. but that was fun a little multiplayer evening now another space game i've been playing not no man's sky i've been playing am2r the metroid 2 remake I'm calling it a space game even though it's you know because you're on a you get off your spaceship right away and you're on an alien planet so it counts it's 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 if i didn't know Met- the metroid 2 re- remake was a uh, unofficial production, I would have no clue. I mean, this feels like playing Super Metroid did on the virtual console just a few months ago. Um, it made me sad they took it down because yeah. uh, it would have been would have been really kind of cool if Nintendo would have been like, "Yeah, let's uh, publish this for the 30th anniversary." Right. I mean, I think that maybe was something that could have been done instead of taking it done, publish it, charge for it. Any deeper yeah. feelings I mean, on see, that, Mikey? I'll let you, let you, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that if you're going to take someone else's property and, and remake it, it's a uh, it's a very risky game, and especially with Nintendo stuff, I feel like it's even riskier. You know, there's there's some companies that will um, enjoy the fan service, but Nintendo seems like they don't they're not having it and they don't want it. Um, but it would have been nice to see like this one time, especially like seeing a lot of the reviews online of people who have played it, and even hearing your interactions with it, Ryan. Um, you know, just kind of be like, let's take this, let's publish it for the 30th anniversary that we didn't even talk about. Was it 30? Yeah, yeah it's 30th yeah. anniversary. Uh, and, and be like, hey, like this is something neat, something cool. Uh, it's you know two dollars, and you can get it on virtual console, and they could even like you know help. Maybe, you know, help these people become game developers and and help craft their art. You know, I feel it's it's a missed opportunity to uh, 
get a team together that's done something amazing and have them do something amazing again. Maybe they should have made the next Metroid game. It, it, yeah. You know, it, it's I, I, I come from the thoughts of... Yeah. Everything's a remix? Well, no, <laughs> I, I mean, if, 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 if I wanted to do online, if I wanted to get back into playing music again and making music, if I wanted to record cover versions of every Led Zeppelin song and put them up on the internet... I know the risk I'm running, right? Like, Jimmy Page could come at me and say, Hey, man, it's Ostef. Take it down. I, I think, interestingly, that, that's actually, I think, an even better and, and probably deeper conversation is that, you know, no one really frowns upon, like, you can go on YouTube and just search uh, any song that you want to hear, and usually you'll see a cover version of it, especially if there's no rights for it to stream on YouTube. And sure, they won't give you full you know uh, ad ad revenue from that uh production but at least you get it out there and you get seen and people start to know you with games it's unless you're doing like a little short movie clips or anything like that but if you were to go in and be like hey it's like i really want to be a game designer so i took the time to to take something i love and make a cover of it you know being like a a fan remake or up res um it just kind of gets squashed into the ground you know, it's it's kind of a, a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting thing. Especially, um, did anybody ever play Black Mesa? Mm-mm. It's a complete fan remake of. Oh yeah, Half-Life that's the Half Life I plan to actually buy instead of the original Half Life because <laughs> there's no way I could play with those graphics, no matter how good the gameplay is. <laughs> so I mean, that was super amazing. I remember when that was a a big thing. They're like, hey, it was like. You got Half-Life 2? It's like, we're going to eventually, like, uh, I forget what version of the, uh, it, it was even, before, I think, right around uh, when Episode 2 came out. They're like, yeah, we're going to have this thing. It's Black Mesa. I think it just came out, like, a year ago. But, like, you know, fans crafted it, and we're like, hey, we're going to put this out. It's amazing. That was a joke. Ha ha. That's some chance. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that you uh, just threw in the uh, Portal song. Still alive. Um... Yes, uh, there's there's but Black so Mesa many interesting released, things, right? Yeah, it did release. Like, and it's, yeah. it's on Steam. Yeah, you can buy it right now. Yes, you heard me right. You can. Buy it. <laughs> but I mean, you, you even take like things like Counter Strike. I mean, Counter Strike was a multiplayer mod to Half Life, and it's something you can buy. You know. Well, Valve and Nintendo perhaps very different uh, ideologies. Very mm-hmm. different. Yeah, very different ideologies. You know, it's just. Uh, I think there's and well also that, and they also have a brand to to uphold, you know. When you have uh generic uh space marine dude shoot other generic space marine dude, it's not a big deal. Um but I guess when you take uh something that's like a part of their brand like Samus, it's outside of their control. I can kind of waver either way on this. <laughs> I the, I could probably talk myself into go either direction too, depending on which points I bring up. The the most interesting thing I read is that uh <laughs> This game, this fan game, was under development for seven years, and Nintendo knew, obviously, knew of this development. It wasn't like it was kept totally secret and under wraps. And they waited until after it was out there to take it down. Now, is that a calculated move? Like, hey, it's out there now, but now let's take it down because it's out there. We let people have a chance to get it, and it will forever be out there. But still, now put the kibosh on it now because we feel we have to. Yeah, there, there are a whole lot of things know. we could get into. Man, you could talk about fan films. Star Trek just got the hammer put down on them for fan films. Oh yeah, that's um, right. It's 
you know, it's... It just copyright, right? I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's a good game. AM Two R is a good game if you can get a hold of it. It feels like Metroid. It's hard. Metroid is hard. I don't think I like Metroid. I think I respect its place, and I think I want to play <laughs> the game as far as I can. But I'm gonna have no problem rage quitting. Almost rage yeah. quit at the first big boss I encountered. It was so stinking hard. But, uh, and I guess if you can't play it, you should just go out and, uh, and help Chair by buying a copy of uh, Shadow Complex. Who am I helping? Chair. Chair? Like... <laughs> like you sit on? Do you believe in life after love? After love, after love. <laughs> I love that we're now singing Cher. Come on. Come on, Ryan. Give me a verse. I can feel something inside my sin. I'm really, okay. really not strong enough. Oh. Okay. Right. Um, uh, so, what else is going yeah, on? Sh- that uh, we, you sure that's we... just water in that glass, Mikey? I'm very positive it's okay. just water. Regrettably so. <laughs> you don't want to see what he sings if it's not. Um, so, we've talked about No Man's Sky. We've touched on the Metroid game. And it's it's still out there. You can find it if you're interested. It, it, it does seem really good. Um, D, Final Fantasy XV was delayed. How are you feeling about that? It had better be good when it finally does come out. That is all <laughs> I have to say about the matter. The only thing I didn't do in our Slack channel is I didn't find the, the launch or announcement trailer from nine years ago <laughs> and post it when it was still Versus right. 13. Uh and I was just like, my friend was like, man, it's like, just never coming out. And I was like, man, it's almost Duke Nukem Forever territory. So what's another two months? Like, Duke Nukem Forever ended up being really good. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. I loved Duke Nukem Forever. It was so amazing. I, well, you know, it, it looks really good. It looks amazing. And it's interesting because I just went to the um, uh, Distant Worlds concert and they were talking about how they're going to play music from that i guess coming up in their next the round music of tours is pretty awesome from what i've heard yeah so it's it's gonna be super interesting i mean i'm sure it's not gonna be a bad game um and if it is then we have the uh remake of seven 12? coming out and tw- 12, 12, 12 eventually 12 yeah zodiac mm-hmm. age i you know it's, is it really weird to say i'm not interested in playing a remake of final fantasy 7 it's kind of like a you know, like when you played a game or, or saw a movie. It's I, like I mean, Ghostbusters you know, ruined Ghostbusters my childhood. Yeah, <laughs> it ruined my childhood. Which I find it funny because, like, you know, it's like I appreciate it that it's going to help a new generation of people enjoy a story that I already love or enjoy a franchise that I love. But I'm not going to actively go against it. But it's just like it's not something I'm super interested in. Which I did go see Ghostbusters and it was really good. I will throw that out there. I really enjoyed it. Um, even though people are hating on it. Haters for gonna no hate. Reason. Mm-hmm. It felt like a movie, like going into it, that just was like, you know, what? we want this to fail so bad, so we're gonna sabotage it. It had some like interesting cuts to it that you were just like, I'm sure that was like a longer improv scene, and they just like slice it right there. But anyways, Final Fantasy VII remake, film it's kind of like got the same feels going for it. It's like we're gonna go in, we're gonna take a greatest hits collection, we're gonna play the nostalgia, and it's gonna be awesome for everyone who played it originally. Um, but it was like it was an interesting moment in time for me too. Like you know, there was uh, I was becoming an adult during that time frame, you know, uh, dealing with real life and, and things like that. So when I think back to it, I think of those memories, and it's kind of hard to capture that nostalgia of what happened in a time and a place with a 
a, a remake of the same game with some just new um, add-ons. But I'm way more interested in playing 12, the Zodiac Age, because it was one that kind of got passed over because it came out you know, at the end of a PlayStation 2 generation when PlayStation 3 was sitting there looming and 360, I want to say the 360 was already out at that point. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not going to play a PS2 game at this point in time. So, way more interested. D, you have thoughts? You look like you're like... Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to 12 more than more than 7. I... I don't know. There's just so much hype with seven i mean yeah seven was was good back in 1997 but i i don't know i'm I'm cautious about the seven remake and when the heck is it going to come out is it going to take another 10 years and be on like ps6 <laughs> mm-hmm. so definitely eh, at least at least uh the 12 remaster should be sometime next year so Let's take one thing at a time. And on all of yeah. these delays, do you just they want you to finish Xenoblade? <laughs> just keep that. There'll in be mind. no problem with that, and I'll be able to play Civ Six, and I'll be able to play uh, Yokai Watch Two, and yeah. Yokai Watch Two looks really good. That was actually yeah, kind of except shock. they're splitting up. I don't know. They're doing the Pokemon treatment to it, and like two different games. Ah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I never have the attention span to play through the second one anyway, so I'm kind of like, when I get that one side in, I'm like, alright, I'm good. And hopefully there's some some sort of trading going on, or some way of getting the uh, exclusives from the other side. So instead of Pokemon, they're ghosts in Yokai Watch, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much, they're, they're, yeah. uh, Yeah, they're spirits of a sort. So there'll be Yokai that are only in one. So it is, it is the Pokemon thing. Okay. I, it I is. read they did that. They want your Yokai money for sure. Yep. All right. And the PlayStation Neo reveal is, uh, seems to be all but set for September 7th. How are you PS4 users feeling over there? You guys ready for this? You excited or just don't apathetic? Care. Don't care. Okay. Yeah. Don't care. I, it's, it's, I'm also getting to like that point where. There's so many rumors on this. I'm sure D can can speak to this. Like, I feel like there's a new rumor for the Neo like every week. And as owners, we're just like, I'm like, ah, it's like I really don't care anymore. It's like it sounded neat at first. I was actually I felt a little hurt at first, and then I was kind of like really interested in it. And then I got to the point where I'm just like, Jesus, like if you guys are gonna start like hyping up hardware like micro releases before they get up and just let the rumor mill surge, like I'm just really not interested in talking about them anymore. <laughs> It's like the same with like the the whole NX thing. It's like I feel like there's a new NX rumor like every day. I'm just like I don't care anymore. Just show me whatever this thing's exactly. gonna be. And really, I haven't I'm actually I I've have got... PS4, but I haven't really played that much of it, so I'm not really in a rush to upgrade. Exactly. I mean, I it's my Final Fantasy like... 15 demo machine. That's pretty much all I've done <laughs> with it. <laughs> played the demo. Did you get the? Uh, was it the one that came with? Yeah, Zero? I did, but I only Type played Zero? it yeah. long enough to actually finish downloading the Final Fantasy XV demo. So I played like twenty minutes of it. I eh, okay. I haven't gotten, eh. I haven't really gotten around to it. That, that's kind of hard with the two kids, and yeah. Oh, for sure. 
The only the only excitement I have for it at all is maybe the OG PS4 will drop far enough in price that I can say, eh, I can buy a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo whatever majig and come March. We'll see. Oddly enough, I was kind of like, you know what? They keep uh, dropping the price on the Xbox yes. One, and with backwards compatibility, I was kind of like, you know what? I, maybe I want an Xbox One. Every time we walk in Costco, the price is lower, Mikey. <laughs> Every yeah. time we go in there, and I give my wife a look as we walk by the, the systems, and I always get this, don't you dare. Don't, you, don't even say it. It's like, but, but. You're supposed to look at her and say, new computer. And then you just go and pick up one that's decent on the shelf that works way better than this laptop, and then you build that dream machine. One so, day, a man can dream. One man day. can dream. So, you know, that that's kind of it for our just general general chat, guys. So we've got some picks of the week. And uh, Mikey, yours sounds you... expansive. What's your pick of the week? <laughs> I like how you picked mine first. Like y- you two have like something totally different. I'm like, you know what? I've been like hardcore into is text expander. Has it... either one of you know what? Text I take expander it. It expands is. texts. It expands text. How often do you type up the email? Hello, insert name here. I would like to let you know that insert name here has this blah, 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 thank you, and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, text Expander lets you go in and make fillable, expandable forms from snippets of text. You can also use it for programming, uh, typing phrases that you type over and over again. If you've ever, uh, it's like if you ever, like, do emails consistently or have to send out status updates or anything like that, you pretty much type the same thing over and over again and have all this wasted time. Um, I can type in XACC, uh, and that tapes in all of my current projects and their statuses that I have, and I just have to go in and quickly update them and then resave my snippet, and then I can just keep you know, using that over and over again without having to type out all that information over and so over again. So what's the difference again. between this um, and copy-paste in like a Word document or something? So this is a really good question. So with that, instead of having the Word document open and sitting there and having all those snippets saved... Basically, I type out all those snippets, and I give it a short key phrase. So it's kind of like on your iPhone where you can do those, uh, like you type in uh, uh, OMW, and it types it out to on my way. Um, Same type of thing. And so you can go in and set these specific snippets. It's really great, especially for like, um, I can never remember my work phone number, but it's XPH. Just type that, and it fills in my phone number. Uh, You know, I can never remember, you know, my office address, and it's just you know, XAD. So it's makes it where you can just like type in like little snippets every, every time. Um, you try to make them semi obscure. I use X in front of all my stuff. Um, or I use a, uh, the semicolon, the winky one. Or is that the <laughs> yes. One? Semi, the winky one. Yes. That's, that's actually the, winky the technical, one. technical I, name for that punctuation mark is the winky one. I, that's always what I call them. Like, is it the winky one? I can never remember. Or I'll use that in front of it and then type out the, the keys. Like, it's super cool if you, I want to say it's beta only on PC. Um, it's a, It was a huge like selling point for having a Mac for a long time, and I never really got into it. Um, but I recently uh, started using it a ton, and I love it to death. And you can do all types of interesting things with it. I have snippets that are nested snippets that lose <laughs> other snippets, and it's it just makes my life so much easier. Um, and it's it's super interesting. They've gone to a subscription model now, which I guess is unfortunate, but they do back up all your 
uh, snippets, and then you can install it on all of your machines. So it makes it easy so when you get home, you can type out all the same snippets on your home computer as you do at your work computer or at your um, you know, laptop or I don't know how many computers people have anymore. But uh, it makes it really nice, especially with uh, ever-decreasing IT budgets, that if you own it personally, you can then install it on your work machines. So um, Text Expander. I think it's... Uh, I pay up front for a year. And it's like I think thirty. No, that's not bad at all. But you can pay. So you can you can pay by the month too, um, if you just want to have it that way. But it's it's a super, it's an invaluable tool. It's it definitely saves me greater than thirty dollars worth of time every month. Really, great. So tell tell me about your kids' oh, series. D Ryan. are are both that so D is upset. D, I, I noticed are, are both our kids singing Beatles tunes in the house now. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I, what is your, uh, I take it, you're, you're, obviously it's your oldest singing. What's the favorite? Um, it, it's, he, he only sings, he sings along with it when he watches it. I think this, this series, Beat Bugs, they came out like two weeks ago and he's already seen them all. And, and awesome. It, it's just interesting for those who don't know, it's a Netflix series that came out earlier this month where everything's framed around Beatles tunes, where you'll have an episode called I Am the Walrus, or I think that's the first one I actually saw with him. And then I'm like, how are they going to do Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? I they needed did to it know. Brilliantly. Yes, they did. But, you know, my kid wanted to watch something else, and I'm like, how about Beat Bugs? Okay. I'm like, okay. I just switched to the... Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds one, because I was so curious. I'm like, how are they going to do this like hallucinogenic trip? And they actually had Pink singing the song for some reason. But I thought she did all right. Yeah. yeah. Just just a quick, just to spoil the first episode a little bit to give a very specific example. The first episode is Help. At least the first part, there are two parts. Right? So right. they're 30 minutes, but they're broken up into two 15-minute segments, each segment being a contained story uh, that is framed using a Beatles song. So the first one is help and in in that episode uh, a little bug gets caught in a jar and there's the silly line as he's in the jar someone comes up to him and it's like I thought you didn't need any help and the bug in the jar is like well those days are gone. Yes. And <laughs> so they, they they work in the lyrics of the song and I I, I think it's really cool to to introduce the younger kids to older music because the Beatles are classic or not they're they are old <laughs> it's real old they're real old tunes now and um, my daughter we we bought an Alexa we bought an Amazon Echo uh, and my daughter has been going up to Alexa every day <laughs> and saying Alexa play come together oh so and... your Alexa actually understands her yes oh Oh well, my unfortunately, my so. kid is is not. Yeah, it doesn't understand my kid, probably because he likes to call her Alexa. Yeah, but you know, I'll keep it. But even though one of them's called Echo, he still hasn't quite gotten the gist of calling it Echo yet. So that's fine. He can't buy stuff. <laughs> well, I love, I love, we're, lo- we're loving our, our Amazon Echo for sure. Um, but my pick was Beat Bugs and D. Thank you for elaborating on that because I noticed. I, I, sorry, I stole your pick. I didn't, <laughs> but that's cool. That both our but kids. But fine, are I have a backup pick. That's okay. 
What's your back? It's another, it's another Netflix series that just came out on Friday called Ask the Story Bots, where they have, I mean, basically the whole premise is that these kids ask questions like, where do French fries come from? And where, where does rain come from? And then these little robots that are inside people's computers go exploring to find out the answers. And I think it's really cool because the Where the French Fries Come From one, they actually had Weird Al in there as like a potato spa owner. And he's all like, namaste, first the potatoes, go to get a cleansing bath. And it's just ridiculous. They have like little silly songs that, you know, Weird Al sang a song in there too. And Kevin Smith is in one episode and Tim Meadows is in another and... Yeah. My kids they love robots. They even had a throwback to the Weird Matrix so... in the potato one. They're like, oh, I am. Oh, I forget his name. It was a mole. I am Molpheus. I can take you to a whole other world. So I mean, it's cute. The stuff that the kids right. won't get, but at least they're, they're trying to keep the parents entertained, too. So Ask the Story Bus. That's the title of this? Yeah, Ask the Story Bots. All right. I'll have to add that to our list as well. Great. I'm so sure it'll some... automatically suggest it while you're watching Beat Bugs. That's how we found it. Fabulous. Well, good. So we've had some kid stuff. We've got some text expanding stuff. Fabulous. Fabulous. I think that about does it for us. Yeah? Anybody have anything else to add? Are we good to get out of here? At a decent time. I'm going to stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. You've been listening to the Magic Hour Show. Um you can download the show on iTunes, which you either are, or you're streaming it on Stitcher at this point, or you're listening to it some other way. So thank you. Um, follow us on Twitter at GP Magic Hour Show. I'm Zoso1701 there. Mikey, you are. At L Mikey. At sometimes D. Fabulous, fabulous. So call in and leave us a voicemail if you'd like. Um, to share your lovely voice with us at 530-93-M-SHOW. That's 530-936-7469. You can email us with questions, comments, any feedback you've got, or anything you'd like us to address on the show at feedback at themagichourshow.net. Join our Steam group, our Gamer Parent Steam group. Uh, That's just just search for Gamer Parent. The shortcut's GPMH. Um, Just a quick shout-out to our buddy John from the Nintendo Show. I was able to get on his show and talk about Xenoblade for about an hour and a half a couple of weeks ago, and the latest episode of the Nintendo Show is up, and that's on there. And we will chat with you all again soon. Thank you again so much for listening. I was your host tonight, Ryan Thompson. Take care, everybody. We'll see you again.